Wait. Oh, God. Here we go. All right. I'm ready. Now. <laughs> Hey everybody, I'm Kai Rizdal. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we try, anyway, to make the day make sense. I'm Nova Safo, in for Kimberly Adams. Thanks everybody for joining us today. It's August 17th, Thursday, or as we like to call it on the Marketplace Morning Report team, Friday Junior. Friday Junior. You know, Indeed. I loved, well, so, so when I was on the morning show, which was a very long time ago, but I did the overnights for four years, and the thing about the overnights was... Um, you always earned your weekend. By the time Friday morning rolled around and you were off the shift and it was 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the morning and you were done and you'd been up since midnight because yeah. that's when you know the show was out of L.A. back then as opposed to in New York. Um, you'd really earned your weekend, man. You're yeah. like, you had earned your weekend. And if you played your cards right, you got a three-day weekend because you got Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you don't want to get any sleep for Monday morning, well, yeah. Sleep when you're dead. Sleep when you're dead. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what they said when I was in college. All right. We're going to do some audio from this week's news. Uh, then we're going to do a little analysis on the side, maybe depending on how we feel about it. Um, and that's what we're going to do. All right. So let's play that first clip. I'm not here to declare victory on the economy. Our economy is stronger and better than any industrial nation in the world right now. We, but we have more work to do. We have a plan that's running, turning things around. The Inflation Reduction Act is a part of that plan. Bidenomics is just another way of saying restoring the American dream. Hmm. So the president of the United States, obviously, this week on the one year anniversary of the Inflation Reduction Act being passed, um, so, look, lots of good stuff in there. I would submit for, for all that uh, the Democrats like to uh, point to that as a, as a crowning achievement. Oh, Bonds. Hang on a minute. Let me get the dog. Bonsai, come here. Bonds. Come here. Bonsai. Come here. Come here. That's a great Bonsai. name. Come here. Come here. Does yeah, he look like a bonsai tree? Uh, well, she is short she? and stout, uh, mm-hmm. and and were she a, a larger dog, it would not be appropriate. She, she's sort of a miniature version of a bigger dog. Yeah, I suppose okay. that's true. She's that's very, awesome. She's very sturdy. Uh, anyway, so Biden and the IRA. So yeah. look, the Biden administration is taking credit because that's what politicians do, and they should take credit because politicians and presidents also get the blame for the economy when it's not their fault. So I'm not, I have no problem with the Biden administration claiming credit for having reduced inflation and all of those good things that the Inflation Reduction Act was purported to have done. The catch, of course, is that that's not really what it did. I mean, Mm -hmm. there were some ancillary measures that did reduce inflation at the margins, but mostly it was a bunch of other stuff that the president wanted to get done, which you can't blame him for. And also, I saw the other day that he gave this speech where he said, I really didn't, I'm sorry we called it the Inflation Reduction Act because there's so much other stuff in there. And I'm like, Joe, (laughs) you did that as a sop to Senator Manchin, so don't whine about it now. Right. Anyway, that's that's my quick take this, on the eye. Holding this up back I then. I know. Yeah. I know. I mean, I think part of the issue is they have to cram so many things in these yeah. giant bills to get everybody yeah. on board and something for everyone to get it passed. So right. it's really hard for the public to wrap their head around, okay, what did legislators approve and how is it affecting my daily life? So they can make kind of a informed decision on whether they agree, whether they want to keep going that way or not. So right. I think that's part of the problem. It's it's very, very tricky when it's hard to know what's in it. I mean, even I had to kind of go yeah. back and remind myself. I'm not even I. I had to go back and remind myself. Right. And some of the things in here, I, I honestly I had forgotten he was in there, you know. Um, like you can already apply for solar, putting a solar on your roof and getting tax yep. rebates. Uh, I thought that hadn't kicked in yet, but you can get a 30% tax, yeah. tax credit. It's there. But. When you get that tax credit, do you put it together? Do people say, oh, that's from the Inflation Reduction Act? And they go, oh, no, no great. Well, that's, 
money. Right. Thank you. That, that's, you know? that's the problem. And that's the challenge that the Biden campaign is going to have in the next six to eight months, right? Yep. Is convincing people that they should get the credit for all this stuff that's happening when, in fact, people don't connect the administration in power with good things happening in the economy. That's, that's, a, that's an old saw. That's but, an old saw. But let me ask you this, by, uh, because at the, at the same time, the economy is, you know, relatively doing relatively well. We we're seeing yeah. inflation come down. Yeah. And then we had a AP release a poll today, I think it was, uh, saying Biden's approval rating and handling of the economy is at 36 percent, hasn't budged in yep. about a year and a half. Why? Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Well, so pe- people remember inflation at 9%, right? Yeah. Which it was a year ago, instead of the 3% it is now, or the 1.9% it is in the past 90 days. So that's that's the biggest thing. Part number two of that is that when Jay Powell, the chairman of the Fed, said these prices were going to be transitory, so first of all, he was <laughs> wrong on inflation being transitory, but we all misunderstood what transitory meant, right? We said, oh, the Fed chair says price increases are transitory. That means they will go up and they will come down. Back that down. is not That's what not happens, what, right? Yeah. They have gone up and they have stayed, stayed up. up. And and yeah. that's the challenge now that the Biden administration has to deal with. It's the, it's that so. frustration every time you go buy something and it's more expensive than it was two years ago. 100%. And you think, ah, the economy's in trouble, even if it 100%. isn't. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Agreed. All right. Lead us on. Let's do it. Next clip. So sometimes I work from home, and because I'm actually neighbors with some of my other sifties, well, yeah, (laughs) Kelly and Jane, but this is one where sometimes we'll actually stop by at local cafes, or because of internet connectivity issues, we'll even hit up some of the local bars. (laughs) This is one where they know to make us the virgin drinks. Wow. So talk about changing work, work culture, right? Uh, mm-hmm. This this was a very interesting conversation I had uh, last week in San Francisco at the headquarters of a company called SIFT. That's why they call themselves SIFTies. And uh, it's kind of an online fraud oh. detection company. Um, and anyway, uh, I went into their 30,000 square foot offices in downtown San Francisco. And there were maybe two dozen people in it. Uh, it's designed for 200. Sheesh. Yeah. Uh, and they're only open on Wednesday. So I went on the one Wednesday when they were actually yeah. open. So uh, this is, you know, they get it. Uh, they signed a lease in the end of 2019. They realized that the workers, even if they need to get together for work, they don't even have to, they don't need the office to do it. They're going to the right. bars or co- coffee shops. So right. will this company in the seven year, you know, it's a seven year lease. So expires, what, 2026? Will it keep the entire 30,000 square feet of office space? Well, so hmm. look, you, you're you're at Marketplace World Headquarters right now. I'm in yeah. my shed at home, but you're downtown right now. We've got 20,000 square feet of office space, give or take, maybe 25. And and as I've said on the radio many a time, and if anybody at our corporate overlords is listening, <laughs> this is really a question that I think you ought to answer to those of us who work at Marketplace World Headquarters. How long is it going to be sustainable for us to have on an average day four people in there? So the last two days mm-hmm. when you've been there, Nova, there's been like eight, 10, maybe 12, right? Yeah, it's been positively bustling. But there's bustling. so much room. And it's and it's got to be costing this company so much money, and I just don't get it. I don't get it, and I don't understand how it's sustainable. It's probably not, not just for us, but for all these companies. Right, they're, right, at at right. some point, they're going to give back some of this office space. They're going to negotiate yep. down the rent. So, you know, we've we've been covering this, you know, in the PM show, AM show, everywhere, you know, about the reckoning that's coming in the commercial real estate market. Yep. But it could directly ties into the trouble downtowns are having, which was the two-part story yep. I did earlier in the week that this sound clip came from, the in, the reporting from that. Um, 
because downtowns have been designed, many downtowns, to be just the place you go to the office. And uh, the researcher I talked to at University of Toronto made a very good point. She said, "These are that's an, a relic of the industrial past. Downtowns right. have to fundamentally right. shift what they do or what they're about because those days are gone forever. Right. Well, so look, sorry, I'm just pulling this up really quickly so I can speak about it intelligently and not like an idiot. Lead story in the New York Times this afternoon uh, was, for about a nanosecond, how the city's working on, on taking... Um, office space in midtown manhattan like mm-hmm. midtown south and turning it into um uh residences right it's unoccupied uh, uh commercial real estate so it's happening that's one of the it is happening that's one of those you know uh the university of toronto researcher karen chapel she said you know everybody asks me what the magic formula is she says there isn't one but certainly that's one of the answers uh, and right, a lot of right. cities, so, especially mid, middle, mid-sized right. cities, actually, frankly, have been trying that out, and it's working out for them. Right. So so just, I'll read it. Here's the headline. New York plans to convert parts of midtown Manhattan to housing. Mm-hmm. So this is some of the most expensive real yeah. estate on the planet, right, that is not being used for uh, uh, commercial or industrial space. They're going to make it into residences now. Also anyway. where our New York bureau is. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Well, you know, pull up a cot, everybody. All right. Uh, here, here's another one. Let's go. So I, I went with this large group of people, and the person um, who had arranged our dinner did the ordering. Uh, there was a delicious mushroom dish. I was not aware that uh, these mushrooms had hallucinogenic uh, properties. I learned that later. I can tell you later, like in your when you were, were sleeping and having visions, mushrooms. or. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, Dave. I, I was read that if the mushrooms are cooked properly, which I'm sure they were at this very good restaurant, that they have no impact. But all of us enjoyed the mushrooms, the restaurant, and none of us felt, felt any ill effects um, from having eaten them. So that was the Secretary of the Treasury, obviously, <laughs> Janet Yellen, on Aaron Burnett Show on CNN a couple of nights ago, where Aaron had read about uh, this food blogger in China who paid attention yeah. to where Yellen went to dinner one of the nights that we were in Beijing. I, we, I, you know, Marketplace traveled with her and we did an interview, but, but Yellen and her traveling party, her staff, went out and went to this place where apparently they did hallucinogenic mushrooms. And, and the best part <laughs> about that tape, other than the Secretary of the Treasury possibly tripping on shrooms, <laughs> was that people get to hear her uh, actually in her natural state, which is to say, when you are talking to her off mic, off the record, no recording, no nothing, she giggles and laughs and she is personable and warm. And it's really nice to have that little slice of her coming out because when you interview her, she's very serious as very befits measured. her job, right? Yeah. I mean, this is a woman who could move markets and, and change global policy uh, if she says the wrong thing. So yeah. she knows what she's doing, obviously, but it's, it's great that she let that slice of her come out, I thought. Yeah. And what a what we need stories like this. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We really do. That's what I'm saying. That's great story. That's what I'm saying. All right. Last one of the day, and then we will move along. We're gonna play a little round of um name that tune, a little bit of a song that a listener sent us as their economic anthem of the moment. We talked about this a couple of times. We're gonna try to guess what it is. I am very bad I uh, at name that tune. Nova, <laughs> you, you well, you are at least more musically inclined than Uh-oh, I am. So I'm very um, terrified. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm going to fire up my slack so that somebody can hit me up with it uh, once it plays. But here comes uh, the song. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I, I want. I want. Is that like Chumbawamba no or somebody? Come on. Is it Chumbawamba? <laughs> somebody hit me. Somebody hit me. I might be right, yes. which would be amazing. No. Yes. Hey. Yes. Yes. Tell <laughs> something by Chumbawamba. Unbelievable. I am, I in am fact, impressed. a little bit hip. Of course, that yes, song was probably are. like 25 or 30 years old. <laughs> anyway. Well, I think so. That, Steve, that, hey. Go ahead. A <laughs> no, win ahead. is a win, man. Take the win. <laughs> a, a, win is, a win is a win. Steve in Massachusetts uh, sent us that song. We will have a link to the show note in the show notes uh, to the Spotify playlist with all of those uh, listener submissions. Um, and if you've got one, uh, hit us up with it. You know how to do that. It is, uh, God, what is it? 508-UB-SMART or make me smart at marketplace.org is how you do that. Um, here are the lyrics. Thank you to Marissa Cabrera. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You ain't never going to keep me down. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You are never going to keep me down. I think it's ain't never going to keep me down, right? Anyway, uh, there we go. There we go. I you sing every now on this podcast. so much fun on this was. show. I'm a little jealous. <sighs> Well, and tomorrow yeah. we get to Otherwise, drink alcohol, so it's really great. We we, we do. <laughs> Although you know, I ha- I have to figure out how much I can drink because I have to do a thing with my mother-in-law tomorrow night. Uh, but anyway, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> uh, um, all right, we're done for today. Tomorrow is economics on tap. I will probably have a beer because I want to. Okay. Uh, YouTube live stream at three thirty Pacific, six thirty Eastern. Uh, sign up for our weekly newsletter uh, while you're uh, just hanging around waiting for that. We'll share reading recommendations, let you in on what we are drinking for a happy hour tomorrow, even though Ellen Rolfes wrote me at like 5 o'clock my time this morning and said, <laughs> what are you drinking tomorrow? And I said, I don't know. I'll figure it out later. Marketplace.org slash newsletters is where you can sign up for those. She wrote me last, yesterday afternoon, and I frantically went looking for an answer. There you go. <laughs> Make Me Smart is produced by Courtney Berg. Secret Today's episode was engineered by Charlton Thorpe. Ellen Rolfes, the aforementioned Ellen Rolfes, writes our newsletter. Our intern is Neela Farshabandi. Oh, Marissa Cabrera is our senior producer. Bridget Botner is the director of podcasts, and Francesca Levy is the executive director of digital. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say here, I'm better than I thought I was. Chumbawamba, I said it was 25 years old. It was released in 1997, 26 years ago. What? How good am I? That was me you dropping are, the mic right there. You need to buy God, a lottery card today. I am on fire.